If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the conservative, not bitter talk. You are not listening on Facebook this morning because the stupid software is not connecting. I'm going to see if I can fix that here as the time comes together. But welcome to the program. It's good to be here. Thank you for listening. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to listen, assuming we get it up there, as I mentioned earlier a minute ago, it's, uh, it's not connecting, so you got to bear with me. You know, it's just these, I get security, security on these platforms, but my goodness, now it's disconnected me from this. They got to text me something. It's not texting me anything to prove that I'm myself. Again, I appreciate that. They want to keep us from being streamed by someone else out there, someone in the nation of Chaz. But, um, you know, it also needs to work so that I can function and do what we need to do here. Actually get a little bit bitter about this this morning. But anyway, good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Speaking of Chaz, the nation of Chaz, let's see. They've see they've entered into diplomatic relations with the city of Seattle, entered into diplomatic relations uh, giving up ceding territory there in the city of the nation of Chaz, I should say, the independent nation of Chaz, and uh, putting up some walls, which is fantastic to me. I didn't think walls worked. You know, that's something I want to talk about here really quickly. I thought walls were the epitome of evil. I thought walls were about separating. I thought we should build bridges and not walls. There should be a bridge into the nation of Chaz or Chop, if you prefer. There should be a bridge in there bridging all people together. Of course, uh, that would that would probably solve the problem if we just built a bridge into the nation of Chaz. This thing is, you know, talk about collapse. They can't they can't even maintain six city blocks, folks. Six city blocks is more than they can than they can handle. It's now down to three. And so they are, you know, They've been relegated to a smaller area. No word yet on the needs that we talked about yesterday. Their list of, you know, um, high C fruit packs and orange slices so that they can kick it in mom's minivan over there on the corner of whatever the streets are there in the city of Chaz. But they've got concrete barriers now, walls. They've got uh, – it's, it's just it's – just, I mean, this is – a beautiful thing to watch. 
not not the chaos, not the but just their ideology on display. This is an utter disaster, an unmitigated disaster, a mess. This is this is again what the radical left believes in, right? This is I'm talking about the radical. I'm not talking about every single Democrat, but the radical, unhinged left, the hate America crowd, the crowd that blames America first for all of the ills in the world, that blames our founding fathers and whatever else, statues, whatever, for anything that's happening today, anything that's happening today. So it's good to see that they've entered into uh, negotiations, I guess. With the city of Seattle. But this, look, this is dangerous. This is organized. This is a group of radical leftists using anarchist strategies, anarchist beliefs. I mean, it's just basically when you get down to this, you know what this is? This is this is a group. This is a group that hates what is good. They do. They hate what is good. They hate order. And when I say order, I'm not talking about some top-down, state-mandated, heavy-handed government control order. I'm just just talking about an orderly society. I'm talking about people who use their choice, use the, the decisions and freedom they have in this nation for good. Right, they they make a series of good choices, and um, again, not that any of us are, are perfect. That's of course far from reality. Man has fallen, but we can still use our choices for good, and not to embrace this despicable lifestyle. I mean, it's filthy, it's vulgar, it's violent, it's crude. It rejects natural law and truth. That's what this is. This is a rejection of those things, folks. This is an outright rejection. And they they kind of hijack, they kind of hijack whatever whatever is left of the core of the genuine grievances of, of Black Lives Matter, the problems, the concerns, the questions that well-meaning people have concerning police concerning uh, violence or shooting or just uh, not properly handling situations with black Americans, whatever is genuine, genuinely true and, and needs to be fixed in certain places or whatever, that, that part has been taken over by truly radical, insane, out-of-control anarchists and leftists. And Again, they've shown us what their where their ideology leads us to. Their ideolo- ideology leads us to, you know, not having enough. That's why they put on the whiteboard requests like they did at home when they're living in mommy and daddy's basement, a list of before they go out for the day to go ride their skateboards or whatever they're doing. They leave a list on the counter. Hey, mom and dad, I need X, Y, and Z. I need. Um, I'm surprised to see hygiene items on there. So you know how bad they they must smell to be requesting these sorts of things. But some basics, right? They can't provide, 
Heard Tucker Carlson last night say it's the only <laughs> the only nation or city in the world that has 100% unemployment. And he's right, 100% unemployment. They wonder why this isn't working, because they've been told for forever, their entire lives, that this is utopia, right? No property. This is like a you know John Lennon song here. This is Imagine, right? This is peace on earth. This is utopia. But that's not how this works. It's like the part of the brain that needs to develop to say, I need to be an adult and take responsibility and to you know, provide for myself. I can't just snap my fingers and demand that some company provide me food and shelter and clothing and men's pants, as they said on the whiteboard yesterday, D, what, uh, body wash. <laughs> I can't just demand these things or list them. Someone else has to provide. They, I don't even know that they connect the dots on this. And it's amazing to me. I remember, in fact, you know, having conversations. I used to run a, a nonprofit organization, a boys and girls club here in central Indiana. And I remember um, having some conversations. In fact, I remember one specific conversation with a guy that knew I was conservative. And he said to me, what's a conservative doing running a nonprofit organization? Jim was his name. And I said, Jim? So that's, a, I guess, a good question, I suppose. It's not, it exposes some incorrect thinking. But essentially, what I told him was, hey, I believe I've got a moral responsibility to help people. It doesn't mean that that's the only way to help people. Please don't misunderstand. I, some people look at work, you know, working for nonprofit as the pinnacle. Like that's the holy thing to do. And then the rest of us are serving, you know, we're just selfish and greedy and terrible people because we're making profits. Well, those nonprofits wouldn't have any money if it wasn't for the profit generated by those working in the pri- the private or for-profit sector. So I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying, you know, that's what I felt compelled to do. And I and I said I sh- I just don't believe I should have a legal requirement. I should be able to use my choices as I see fit. But I think that our my choice here is that I want to be involved in this and I think I can you know, do X, Y, or Z, or whatever the case may may be. Um, but the look, there is a growing up process for some of these. Well, for all of us, you know, you, you're 18 or 16, you've got the world figured out. You're 20, whatever it is. I've heard it said before that I've never, uh, I'll never know as much as I once knew, sort of thing. And I think that's true for many people, and that, I think that's true a little bit for these. Radical anarchists, you know, they've had some professor, they've had some uh, liberal online on YouTube, some communist, they've read Marx or whatever, and they believe, hey, this stuff, this stuff is true, man, down with the struggle. You know, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a slave to capitalism. I'm going to demand equality. I'm going to demand what's mine. I'm going to demand that nobody has Anything that they want. But see, the problem is the only way to truly take care of your, I don't want to say it's a problem, but it's a problem for the ideology. We all have to take care of ourselves. Surprise, surprise. And I think maybe to some degree, <laughs> fingers crossed here, some of them might get this. I mean, this is going to be a small percentage because I remember in college, I distinctively remember our professor, I won't mention his name. But I remember my professor, I had a, uh, my last course in college, last semester, one of my last courses, was entitled, Is Capitalism Really Better? And we compare 
true story. We compared capitalism and communism throughout the semester. Eight students, you know, a 300-level political science class at Butler University. And um, at the end of the semester, there were eight of us. We took a vote. They actually took time to took a vote, and we tie, it was tied four to four. Four of us, note I was in the side that thought capitalism was better. Um, I didn't need a class to tell me that. But four of us thought that the our capitalism was better, and the other four thought that communism was better. Capitalism was where I was, if I didn't say that correctly. In case that just in case that didn't need to be said, that needed to be said. But it was interesting as well. There were eight, there were four boys and four girls in that class. The four boys all voted for capitalism, and the four girls all voted for communism. I'm not suggesting that that's you know down the line what people think i just found that interesting it's a small sample size but that's how it was four to four and there's re- there's there's rationale and reasons given it's it's erroneous but that's you know people give excuses for why these ideologies don't work i remember the excuse that my professor gave for communism was they never quite had the right leader they just didn't have that benevolent dictator and of course, the truth is they're never going to have a benevolent dictator because that violates the nature of man, human nature. It's as though they have their heads in the sand as to the nature of man. They think if they just give man more power and more money, take more from the people that they produce, that suddenly if the person in office just has the, you know, the perfect uh, – the perfect – disposition and mindset, suddenly all will be well with the world. A fair decision-making process. Of course, they ignore the fact that this ideology leads to leaders like, what, Joseph Stalin, Mao, right? This is who, this is who Fidel Castro, people that kill and torture their own citizens, reminds me of all this outrage about this Oklahoma State football coach who's worn the OAN t-shirt. Meanwhile, Kaepernick can wear a Castro t-shirt. Nothing's There's no problem with that. But I'll tell you what, the number of people OAN, the news network, has killed is exactly zero. The number of people killed by Castro is in the thousands. Let that sink in for a moment. But there's always excuses made. For communism, there's always excuses made by these intellectuals whose theories never work in reality. They don't work in reality, just like Antifa, just like these radical leftists who've, or these, these anarchists who have taken over the city of Seattle, created their own nation. It collapses because it's built upon a faulty ideology. It makes our founders look even more brilliant than they already were. Again, universal statement here, not talking about slavery, talking about virtually everything else that they that they did in establishing this nation. You can see thoughtful, reasonable, educated uh, people who understand human nature, who understand the role of government, what happens in governments, the tendency of governments to want to take con- you know, control and do things that aren't good. They learned from that, and they developed a system that works until it's hijacked by people until it's hijacked by people who have ulterior motives and want to seek to control people and have power and to get rich off the government which is what we've got today so going to take a break 
I'm going to see if I can reconnect here this uh, Facebook feed for those of you that listen or watch on on Facebook and see that in fact I do have a face for radio. But I'm going to try to reconnect here during the break. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. So we did. There we go. If you're on Facebook, we connected now. So had to have another code. You know these these security things. Prove who you are. Authentication codes. Had to have it texted to me. I wasn't receiving it elsewhere. I had to enter that code. You know how this gets. Which I appreciate. Again, the intention of keeping my account's safe, but I also would like to have what I need to log in to my account. So it would not email me for whatever reason, but it did finally text me. So we're on Facebook now, facebook.com slash Todd Show for those that want to watch us uh, there. So missed the first segment. We were just talking about um, you know the ideology on display. We, we've got in, in Chaz, in CHOP. Right, this what people have been told about basically anarchy, radical ideas, what they've been told about these things are on display, and they're not reality is separated from the theoretical. Right, I think this is one of the things the radical left has a very, very bad problem with, and that is disconnecting or separating what works theoretically in their minds with what is actually rooted in reality. And so simply saying that something should be a certain way, simply stating that you're for equality, doesn't do anything, doesn't change any outcomes whatsoever. Making that declaration has no power or I'm not saying you shouldn't make it. I'm not saying we shouldn't desire it, but it has no – it doesn't move the needle at all. It doesn't – making making declarations, making speeches, right? This is another thing. They, they focus on the words of Obama, how he sounds, how everything looks. You know, he's fit. He's got a beautiful family. And again, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. But this, these are not the reasons to vote for or to support a particular candidate. In fact, it's terrifying to think that people would do this because if someone looks a certain way or acts a certain way or you know speaks a certain way, if it sounds good, if it feels like you know just that they they get up on stage and they they make the right word choices and they sound elegant, then there you go. That's our leader. But, you know, I'm reminded, I've been reading a series of books. Now, these books are older, written by Charles Swindoll. These books, I think he wrote the first ones back in the 90s. So they're older, but I listen on Audible. So there's a series. He's written a series of books on, I counted the other day. I think there's around, there's maybe nine of these, 11, something like that, that he's written on specific characters from the Bible. His first one was David. He's written on Ruth. I think he wrote on Ruth. Maybe it was Esther. Maybe it was both. But I've read Moses, 
David. I'm reading David. Joseph. I started. So I started with Abraham. Abraham. Then I went to Moses. Then I went to Joseph. Now I'm doing, doing, uh, reading David. And the book that he's read, written about David, and you know this. And again, this is just this is for analogy's sake here. If you don't, if you're not a Christian or reader of the Bible, that's well, just it's okay for this analogy. But I think it works. I think it's important to connect the dots here because this is what happened in ancient Israel when they demanded that they have a king. God said, "Okay, you can have a king," and He sent Samuel out. Uh, you know, they, they anointed King Saul. King Saul turned out to be a crazy, um, crazy guy, right? Crazy ruler, bad guy in many ways. And, but the people liked Saul because he was, he looked a certain way. He was tall and handsome or whatever. He just looked at, this is our guy, right? He looks the right way. But God looks at the, you know, man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And that's really what we're getting into here is that whatever your person is, as far as who you want to support for any political office, anytime the the focus is put on things like, wow, like the tingle down my leg comment, right, with, with Chris Matthews years ago with Obama, got a tingle down his leg as he was listening to a speech. And I get, look, we should be moved by the by the words, and I'm not saying that that couldn't have been what he was saying, although it was kind of weird to hear a so-called journalist talking about <laughs> talking about getting a tingle down his leg. Anyway, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being moved by truth and, you know, motivated and inspired by the words of a leader. But it also matters what they want to do and how they expect to get there. And I think sometimes the left has a and, – and, other people too. I don't want to put this just on the left, but I think that this is a, a large problem there. They they focus so much on what someone says. If you look at the attacks on Trump, a lot of these things are your orange president, right? Okay. I mean, what does that have to do with anything, right? He's got lifts in his shoes. You'll see these sorts of things on social media. Look at him. He can't walk down the ramp. At West Point, something's physically wrong with this guy. He's got, you know, some disease or problem with the brain. I guess that that means that we can openly criticize Biden without any recourse. Um, I mean, we do criticize him for what he says, but it's if he is having cognitive issues, that's not something to celebrate or laugh about. I mean, if they're gaffes, if they're gaffes, they're certainly funny. And look, it's it's still funny what he's saying, but you're not going to mock somebody because of a condition if they have dementia or whatever it is. I'm not – look, that's a whole nother discussion. But so this focus based on – you know, this focus paid or attention paid to the external and ignoring the real issues, the real ideas. This nation was built upon ideas. This nation was – made into a great nation because of those ideas. Our founders accepted a lot of things that were fundamentally true about the world. Again, I'm not including racism in that. I want to be completely clear, but they embraced a lot of good things as well, and we have to be willing to accept that. We have to be able to parse through and say, hey, just because they were wrong, really wrong about the issue of slavery— 
doesn't mean that they didn't have other good ideas that are still true that we need to make sure that we defend and continue here in this great nation because it's an idea that set us, the, the, the people on this course, set this nation on this course. And if you, if, if that is true, and it is, by the way, if that's true, that it's ideas that made America great, then what happens when those ideas change? At some point, we can, we can only ride on the coattails of those before us so far. If we continue to put obstacles in our path that keep us from getting back to those fundamental ideas and principles in the United States of America, fundamental ideas about liberty and the role of government and those sorts of things, Eventually, it's like we're, we're coming downhill on the roller coaster off that, first, off that first hill, but you lose momentum when you begin to go up another hill, right? And that's kind of where we are. At some point, we just keep going up, up, up because we're, we're leaving the ideas that helped us begin to, to pick up speed metaphorically and to, you know, to, to make progress down the, the tracks here in this, in this metaphor, and at some point, if you continue to build obstacles and take away speed, that roller coaster is going to stop moving forward and roll backwards. And that's kind of where we are. That's definitely, you know, in the nation of Chaz, they, they, they made the tracks go straight up. Actually, they may have inverted the tracks. Totally broke. It probably took pieces out of the tracks. Completely came off the, the rails there because it's so fundamentally flawed. So we've got to get to this position, this point to where we're continuing to take away the, the barriers and the obstacles and the things that move us away from these principles and get back towards those. Because, again, if it's ideas that got us here, if we deviate from them long enough and do the opposite, like George Costanza, if we do the opposite of what got us, in this case, to a good point in this nation, then, then we're going to... Move away from that. And the only way to get back there is to embrace those ideas and principles once again. And that is not absolutely without question what's happening in the nation of Chaz, in the nation of CHOP. So, matters tremendously, and I've got to take a break. I want to shift gears when we get back. Continue our conversation here this morning, hour number, hour number one. Again, sorry if you're watching on Facebook and we're just now, uh, this past segment, live there. There was a connection problem first segment. We, we got it figured out. We got it figured out. So thanks for joining us there, no matter where you're listening. But we got to take a time out here and continue when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So one more thing about our friends in Chaz or Chop. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, this the moral bankruptcy in what's happening here is, is unbelievable to watch before our very eyes. I mean, in other ways, it's completely predictable. I don't want you to misunderstand. Uh, but it's also, it's still astonishing and unbelievable to witness to watch so there's a video this is on townhall.com seattle autonomous zone mob fondly recalls french revolution's guillotine for dissenters 
So there's a guy with a, I think a megaphone here, a microphone, something. It's a megaphone. And he asked the crowd, does anybody know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? And the crowd dutifully responds, chopped. Chopped is what happened. What's chopped mean? Well, chopped is what happens to people's heads when placed in the guillotines for not getting on board with the ideology of the day. So they're, <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's incredible, right, to watch this. And you begin to look at this in the larger context of, well, reality and uh, instability in our nation and what the other side with this particular side, maybe there's multiple sides here, but what the other side is willing to do, the degree to which they're willing to take things. And of course, they maintain that the problems, the problem in this country is average everyday people who have harbored terrible ideas, embraced a nation that's evil. You know, they want to say that we're all racist and sexist and in irreparable ways, really. We don't even know it. We don't even know it. They can tell us what our intentions are. They can tell us um, that when we see a um, – as a, that, that show the other day, I can't think of what the name of the podcast was, but the uh, Mr. H.O., the former NFL player, conversation with a black man or something like that. He had Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. What do you keep saying in that, Oz? Heard. 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 Ridiculous stuff, but heard. So H.O. So would say things like, you know, you walk down the street and you see a black man and you are afraid to McConaughey. So McConaughey, that's the only possible scenario. And, that, and McConaughey would say, heard, heard. So what is this? So they're judging us for these things. They're projecting probably. I mean, how else do they tell us what we're thinking, right? But so... That's that's where they come from, a position of moral superiority. They know what you think. They know your specific sins and you know faults and problems and issues, and they are all rooted in, in racism systemically. They're so bad you can't even see it. Talked about yesterday how these companies are being applauded for, sta- for making statements that they're against racism. Again, I don't know anyone who's for racism. If they are, they're on the fringe. I'm not saying there's no racist. Don't misunderstand. I'm saying they're part of a fringe group. I'm saying that they're practically irrelevant. Insofar as one of these racists gets power or you know causes harm to another person, they should absolutely face consequences for that. Whatever the the maximum allowable by by law, no question. But the idea that this group now comes to the the forefront and talks about chopping off heads. <laughs> As though it's just another day at the park. Does anybody know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? Chopped, 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 chopped. That's what the crowd chanting, chop, chopping off heads. It seems pretty sick and demented. I don't know what moral high ground you expect to be holding when these are your arguments. You know, this goes back to 2016. These folks have, have not known how to deal with the Trump presidency. They really haven't. These are the folks that scream at the universe every anniversary of the inauguration or, I don't know, maybe election day. Arr! Universe. How dare you? <laughs> they, 
had cry-ins. They played with adult Play-Doh. They had adult coloring books. They asked for service dogs. I mean, it's it's, a, it's truly a, a mental illness to that level. The, the, this is these are problems. The, this is this is not being able to function as an adult. This is not being able uh, to to get along well with others. This is just intentionally causing a scene. This is like a, a toddler throwing a temper tantrum in the in the shopping mall or the the grocery store or whatever. That's what we're dealing with here. That's what they're dealing with, and we're supposed to suddenly. You know, I guess give in to this. How's that good? You ever give in to a toddler? That never happened to me, by the way. Give in to a toddler who's throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the store. Well, you think that's going to make the temper tantrum go away? You think they're suddenly going to become mature and say, you know what? I got the one thing I really needed. Now we're good, right? When I'm talking about Antifa, you think that if we just give them part of the city, that suddenly this is going to cause these problems to go away? as the mayor and the governor look on helplessly as they watch part of their city. I mean, the the number of laws and the things that are completely being disregarded here in Chaz is out of control. Now they're chanting for people's heads to be chopped off. And that's considered, that's plotted. That's good. Yay. Yes, yes, we're on board. Down for the cause, man. Sign me up. Get me on that list. I want to be part of this group. The only reason you would want to be part of that group is either because you're scared and you feel like, if I don't join this group, I might be getting beaten up by the rest of the like the other folks here are, who are standing out against this stuff. Or you're literally you're you've embraced an ideology in your mind that's bro- broken. And I would I would maintain that the morality in your heart is really messed up. That's what I think. And I've got to take a break. You're listening here to the Home of Conservative, not better talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. As we begin the process of, of wrapping up this hour, I want to go back to something I mentioned earlier. I mentioned kind of uh, in the flow of conversation, I mentioned the coach at Oklahoma State who wore the OAN t-shirt. This, is, of course, caused people from all the leftists in sports and all the sports talk people, which is controlled radical, radical left. Look, in the NBA, the NFL – they have they have chosen the path that they're going to go down they have chosen uh to you know to take true i mean we got goodell that's basically demanding or begging or pleading with teams to sign kaepernick right so i'm i'm just comparing and contrasting here a coach wears an oan t-shirt all it is is a news outlet you can not listen to this news outlet you can criticize this news outlet just like I criticize CNN. Notice how that happens? I say criticize them. Go for it. They don't like it. You want, you want to know who believes in too much centralized power? It's the people that say you can't mock and make fun of. Right? You can't do that. In fact, that's what happened in uh, Hong Kong recently. They can't mock China. That's against the law now. Some, I don't, there's some specific thing they can't mock, but they can't do that. This is how... Gradually, this this sort of process happens in places that are being taken over by totalitarians. But anyway, 
You're not allowed to mock. Trump can't call the media fake news. Very fake news, Jim Acosta, CNN, MSNBC, or as he says, MSDNC, right? Which is not wrong either. But you can't criticize the media, but you can criticize OAN, right? And you can do that. And you, of course you can do that. Go for it. This coach can't wear a t-shirt, though. Meanwhile, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, can wear a Shea or Fidel t-shirts. They don't need... Um, it's just incredible. 14,000 people were executed, it's estimated, and were executed without trial in Cuba at the hands of Shea, at the hands of Fidel Castro. And they said things like this, we don't need proof to execute a man, we only need proof that it's necessary to execute him. Sound familiar? Sound like these stupid chants and the stupid childish city, nation of Chaz? They continued, Shea said, 1962, quoted by Revolucion magazine or whatever the heck this thing was, 1962, we executed many people by firing squad without knowing if they were fully guilty. At times, the revolution cannot stop to conduct much investigation. Gee whiz. I mean, some of these quotes are incredible. My nostrils dilate while savoring the odor of gunpowder and blood. I'd like to confess at the moment I discovered that I really like killing. We must eliminate all newspapers. We cannot make a revolution with a free press. See, we don't have to worry about that here. We just have fake news, right? People telling us. I actually saw it. I have to take a break here, but... I saw a headline. I just read this to Oz. I saw this in Town Hall. The Daily Beast had written a headline. I kid you not. Local businesses love the domestic terror zone in Seattle, actually. That was a headline. That was a headline. So you might think, you know, your your business is in Chaz. It's been taken over, occupied by, you know, an insurgency, radical, insane people. Who, want, who cheer for people to have their heads lopped off, sound a lot like Shea, sound a lot like, a lot like Fidel. You know, you might think the people that own businesses in that area might be a little bit concerned. No, not according to the Daily Beast. Local businesses love the domestic terror zone in Seattle, actually. <sighs> and what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to trust them with more, to tell us more truth? This is the problem. This is the problem. And so this stuff's not going to get better. The longer it's allowed to fester, the longer that we turn our heads and ignore that this is domestic terrorism, the worse this stuff gets. And I've got to take a break. Come back and wrap, uh, wrap up hour number one. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. All the time we have here for hour number one, wrapping up waning waning moments. So I want to get to next hour. I want to get to I'll set this up um, quickly here. But we have um, this Supreme Court decision, right? Yesterday was released. I mean, maybe it was Monday. Yesterday or Monday. Um, 
this decision about the LGBT community, um, LGBT individuals now included in uh, the court just decided that they were included or should be included in the 1964 uh, law, right? Um, just putting that group in there even though they weren't listed i'm not saying they shouldn't be don't misunderstand what i'm saying i'm just saying the job of the judge the judges supreme court justices is to interpret the law they're not to make it up that's the job of congress if congress wanted to fix it congress should fix it that's the way that this should work but we circumvent all that anyway um it brought it's brought up this issue this subject of religious liberty religious liberty for people who say, for example, uh, you know, run their business according to biblical values, what happens? And so there's a congressman who thinks that it's a myth. So we're going to talk about that next hour of religious liberty. So join us on YouTube, Todd Huff Show on YouTube. That's all the time. I've got hour number one. Thanks for listening. SDGC in a few.